is that, again, like I say, is to find these problems being uh, bantied about within the blurred community. It's very, it's very, you know, unsettling for me. Um, and I think that it's important for us, uh, for the men of the blurred community, to, like you say, to to stand up and say something about it, to 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 rise up, to rise up. Oh, Sam. Oh, God. Uh oh, Lord. And tell well each and every one of you women mm, 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 mm. within the blurred community community that I yes sir as a black man yes sir that I yes sir as a black nerd yes sir that I yes sir who be a black Tell them now. <laughs> will not. Will not. Stand. Nope. For you being put upon. Nope. Will not. Stand. Nope. For you being touched in ways in which you do not want to be touched. Well. I will not stand. <laughs> will not stand for Lord. you. My black woman. My black goddess. Ooh. My queen. My sister. My mother, I will not stand for you being treated in any way within the circumference of my body. Circumference. Within the orbit of my person. Without me standing and saying something about it. Without me slapping down. Those who would oppress you. This is getting awkward. Without me laying hands on those who would touch you in wrong ways. Without me, this blurred, this black man, this triple, being the one to say that you, sir, will not, will not, will not continue your Feats of disgust upon these persons. These women are now forever. Forever. And ever. Forever. Under the righteous protection of the black tribbles. I stand here as a bat tribble. I stand here as one half of the world's finest hating triples. Look at them lights well, going. I stand here look at them lights as going. one with the spider triple. Yes, I stand uh, here with the master triple. I stand here with the super saiyan triple. And we say as one that you, blurred, you, bleak, you, black man, you, itch-ass brother, Ooh. will not... Do anything to the women until you come right. Mm. Let the blurts say amen. Hashtag misogynist. Let the blurts say amen. I'll be uh, walking around with the offering plate. Let the blurts. Say amen. That was awkward. I felt like watching my sister get yelled at as a kid. I wanted to leave the room. 106.5 WPPM, Philly, Black 
triples on deck. Here the wreck is set. The best that it gets. Let's go. Come on. Coming at you with hurricane force, intense as a landslide, cool as a slap on the black hand side. Exceptional collective, the tribe of five, the source to put forth, the liveest vibe, the place to go when you search and seek for some space to satisfy your urban geek. Prude city dudes or suburban freaks, we the perfect break for your working week. Live on the set from the home of Philly Cam. All across the airwaves to all my Philly fam. Direct and effective five-headed Philly clan. All around the world we rep for Philly, man. Shout out to all my geeks and nerds. Black Dribbles is here and what we speak is heard. Come and get a taste of the Thursday night flavors. Spider traces, phases, and lightsabers. We created a council, formed a federation. Metropolis, Gotham, New York, all across the nation. Choose your designation. Get indoctrinated. Take the oath of allegiance. Increase the population. One triple, two triple, three triple, four. Five triples combined to make millions more. The people power the media. Let's get online. It's our time to shine with black triples. Rhyme, rhyme. To you from the beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM. Philly Cam Radio, People Power Media. Holla if you hear me, ladies and gentlemen. Philly Camden. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages. Put your hands together for another edition of Black Tribbles Prime. Yeah. Burp, 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 yeah. Burp. yeah. Yeah, yeah, doing it. Bong. Doing it. Bong, bong. Yeah. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined in this luscious studio by... Huh? What's that? What you say? Oh, I, I can't stoop to that level. My legs don't bend that way. What's up? It's your girl, Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, also known as Mjolnir Triple, better known as the Storm Triple. Come holla at me live at the 215 all day, every day, twice on Sundays, and at least three years after I'm gone. Yo, Prime is Optimus. Prime is a directive. You're not with my squad because I'm too darn selective. Ooh. What up? Your man, Arson, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Triple, the Rand of Steel. What up? And rocking it live on Facebook like he does every week, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Swole Brother number one. Go ahead, Ooh. brother. Oh, see, you already introduced me to Swole Brother number one. Look, Facebook. Boys getting gains as the Muay Thai Shinigami. I am the rider of the Nimbus Cloud, a.k.a. the Super Saiyan Triple. I love being here with y'all. Much love. You are getting kind of swole there, little brother. Yeah. You get real husky in them traps. He's like, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> we are continuing. Hashtag Massage and Know, our countdown towards BlurredCon, which will be happening June 30th in Arlington, Virginia. The Black Tribbles will be there live and direct. Um, and tonight... We are continuing our conversations about misogyny. We are going to be getting deep into all forms of misogyny. Women on women misogyny. Men on women misogyny. Cats on dogs misogyny. We're talking about misogyny of all sorts and all varieties. And we have a packed house of tribbles to join us to help us in our uh, quest for answers tonight. 
ladies and gentlemen. I will start just to the left of the storm triple over there. Hey, this is the Golden Triple, Alexa Gold. How y'all doing? Uh, this is Ariel, the Amalgam Triple. I'm sorry, I don't have a, a tight flow for y'all today. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is Jordan. I'm the uh, the Miyazaki Triple, and I can't rap at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, just to let people know, you know, let our audience know about uh, all of your your bona fides as um, members of the Triple Nation, as far as well as just being, you know, definitely part of this community in in large. Alexa Gold um, is a fantastic performer here in Philadelphia who <laughs> who completely destroyed our Octavia City uh, this month in April with her performance of Goddess uh, Celine, Goddess of the Moon mm-hmm. uh, she was and she's been a longtime member of Triple Nation ever since she performed live for a live audience at the Night Market in Germantown that was so much fun. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, I performed before that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause you yeah. were on the show before that. Yeah, you've been on the show. Before that. <laughs> she right. said, "I am a direct descendant of Triple Nation." <laughs> Calm down. Have a seat. That's Don't true. forget. Don't forget. That's, that's that's very true. That's very true. She had one of the early zip codes in uh in Triple Nation. She her her phone number don't even have an area code. That's how long she's been in Triple Nation. <laughs> For real. For real. Most she got time. three numbers. <laughs> and then Ariel Johnson, the Amalgam Triple, the name says it all. Yeah. <laughs> the rock star here in Philly, owner of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, only the hottest spot in Philadelphia. For real. Aww. Thanks, Lynn. For real. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Don't even front, because you know. <laughs> Yes! A snort is a humble yes! I agree, but I'm too humble to outwardly say so. Whoops, or did I just say so? Mm. Got you. And then Jordan over there. Jordan likes to be all all on our humble, but uh, not only is she a member here in uh, Triple Nation, but she is also a member right here she knows the studio well because she is a philly cam radio host oh snap that's right i have a show uh, every saturday at 12 noon called philly on location we review a different philadelphia filmed or uh set movie last week we uh reviewed mannequin 2 on the, the go on the move Something. It was terrible, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. where uh, Meshach Taylor reprised his role as Hollywood Montrose. Yeah. Wow, was that his name in the movie? It was. I forgot about Every that. Every time I mentioned his name, I said the whole name Hollywood Montrose. You got Don't you. get it twisted. <laughs> oh my God. I say the whole thing. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so we're going to have a fun time tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, as fun as this type of this serious conversation can be. And we invite you, as always, to to take part. All of you out there on Facebook Live, how you doing? What's up? Um, you can hit us up on Twitter and on Facebook at Black Tribbles. The phone lines are open, 215-923-WPPM. That's 215-923-9776. We are streaming live on phillycam.org slash radio. And as well as on coming through 
on your uh, on your cars and on your uh, nightstands. I think that's the only place that people keep radios anymore. <laughs> um, on 106.5 FM, Philadelphia and Camden. Now, we're talking about misogyny, and when we we talk about this, I think historically most people think of misogyny as, you know, the, the a dislike, or some may even go as so so far, and even some dictionaries do, saying uh, a hatred of women uh, perpetrated by men. However, I have been made to understand that there is also, you know, reason for um, concern in regards to women being misogynistic towards women. Yup. Misogyny is defined as the hatred of, contempt for, or prejudice against women or girls. Misogyny can be manifested in numerous ways, including social exclusion, sex discrimination, hostility, androcentrism, patriarchy, male privilege, belittling of women, violence against women, and sexual objectification. Right. So all of these things... um, have been exemplified unfortunately from from a number of members all over the gender spectrum you know what i mean i'm not even going to just keep it in a binary sense there are plenty of people who you know are part of marginalized communities that are guilty of a lot of the behaviors that we're going to be discussing tonight so it wouldn't be fair to your so a very eloquent stance that you gave us last week line if i didn't address everybody um that was guilty of this um, so, yeah, I mean, part of, we almost, as women, we, especially modern women, have come to expect, unfortunately, certain misogynistic behaviors from men, right? That's just men being men. Oh, you know, a boy pulls on your pigtail growing up that means he likes you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a guy hollers at you down the street for wearing a dress, you know, that means you're attractive. Um, these are things that, that we are conditioned to accept, if not expect, from men um but the other half of that problem the other side of that coin is that a lot of these behaviors have been conditioned and ingrained upon and indoctrinated upon women as well you know i brought up this stat last week that randy graciously corrected me on 53 percent of eligible caucasian women voters voted for trump and these same women turned around and marched on washington a couple months later like oh my goodness where did all these crazy policies come from yeah. trick you voted for him. what you mean where did these policies come yeah. from right, right, you're right. married to the dudes that that uh you know are, are perpetuating these things you're you're raising sons to to think of this as well so you know a lot of this stuff um is is perpetuated by both sides but before we go any further in the conversation i, I want to be clear that this sort of behavior whether it's coming from a man or a woman or someone in between or not, you know, specified, that type of behavior is only present, is only around, is only a thing because the patriarchy has made it to be as such, right? Women are yeah. not going to All sit here. All roads lead back to Right, to so I, I say that uh, very definitively now because I'm going to make several points back to that over the course of this discussion. I have, y'all, I did, I did my work. Okay, I brought my my machine. Okay, I did work. It's out. I got (laughs) stats. I got dates. I got quotes. I got links. What you want? Let's go. I'm here for it. (laughs) Before we before we get into the 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 stats and the links and the the statistics, I want to (laughs) start with just you know, you know, speaking with the our guest, and I'll start with Jordan over there. Like when you 
when you, if you, uh, how can I put this? Do in your life, mm-hmm. right? Do you find yourself think being? I don't. I don't facing misogyny from from women. Of course, it's 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 like you know that Mikey Trick just said. It's it's all stems Here, from my real name. I like her misogyny ahead, uh, <laughs> because we live in an environment where where women are socialized to think that we have. Um, limited resources that we only have one thing that is of value as a woman which is what we look like mm-hmm. everything else is secondary and doesn't and doesn't really matter to the the male world i'm just you know breaking it down as it's as we're socialized to believe and so when two women interact with each other we're t- we're socialized from the a very young age to believe that you know there can only it's like highlander there can be only there can only be one so mm. We immediately have this hair trigger reaction that we want to tear each other down. Oh, okay. So okay. It, I encounter it, you know, I think on the same level as every other woman that, you know, it's not something that is stemmed from, it's something that, that is, I don't want to say bred into us, but it's something that is socialized into us to, to kind of tear each other down. And, I'm, and I try and be really um, aware of it, and I try and be very aware of how it affects me so that I'm not doing it to other women. Okay. You see women when you see a woman out in the street and you look at what she's got on and you immediately start to kind of crunch the numbers in your mind. Like, is she better than me or is she worse than me? Is she the same? If, if not, like, oh, look at this one out yeah. here showing her stuff. Oh, she's and stuff. better than me purely on, you know, the, the physical you know, layer. Oh, who does she think she is? Then you kind of your brain starts to think of all the different ways you can tear that woman down. So mm-hmm. it's, it's socialized into us. Definitely. Wow. It, it, uh, for some reason, that brings to mind, and this is probably totally wrong, so be prepared to slap me. That there, there's this commercial that uh, I was actually talking to uh, Lily Triple, um, my girlfriend, about it, where this woman is shown walking down the street, and she's got, like, a nice purse. And another woman notices her with the nice purse. And cut to the next scene, you see that woman with the nice purse. Right. Walking into like a restaurant where another woman notices her shoes and she's like, hmm. And then you see that. Uh, yeah, it's like an eBay commercial. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and then you cut to the next scene. That woman is at her job in those same shoes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and when I noticed that, I was like, yeah, that's kind of. I said, that's what y'all do. Y'all. No, I said, I think I've seen that happen where you see women with something like that and then you go, you want to cop it. But. Isn't there also a part of you that is like, like you just said, you kind of like sizing her up when you see that? Oh, she's not even wearing it right, or she's not even you know, like she, those shoes don't even look right on her. Right. Let me show you how to wear those shoes. <laughs> some some women are like that, I think. Um, go ahead, Alexa. Well, I, I guess my question is after hearing the microphone. Sorry. So, um, my question is after hearing what you had to say is. Is that misogyny or is that something, is that just the extreme sort of competitive nature that was bred under capitalism, bred under patriarchy? Okay, I mean, because from from what you said in regards to misogyny, it seems like it's a bit different when we talk about women and the ways that we tend to 
disrespect each other or compete with each other um, or bring each other down in, in particular ways. So I, I just wanted some clarification if that was I mean, misogyny or if that's something different. I think it's definitely rooted in competitiveness, but I think it plays itself out in so many different ways. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, like uh, for example, if you're in the corporate world and a woman is your supervisor or is your manager and you're a woman and you automatically, uh, I'm, I'm just generalizing, but a lot of women have pr- a problem with a woman in an executive role. Mm. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Mm. That brings me to this point. Mm. And I want to get your take on this too, Ariel, particularly because it has something indirectly to do with you. I was researching some articles and came across an opinion column in the Washington Post uh, published on June 3rd, 2014 by Esther Cepeda. Hey! Uh, got him. Entitled, I got. Too Many Women Ignore Their Own Misogyny. And without getting into the nitty gritty of the article and if there was something in particular that jumped out at you, the thing that jumped out at me was her quote about this 2013 poll by Gallup, which is a company um, that just, you know, gathers data. And in this survey, it was published November 11th, 2013, uh, if Ameri- they found that if Americans were taking a new job and had their choice of a boss, they would prefer a male boss over a female boss by 35% to 23, 23%, although 4 in 10 would have no preference. Uh, these attitudes have not changed much in recent years, but when Gallup first asked this question in 1953, of Americans preferred a male boss, while just 5% preferred working for women, for a woman. Uh, The proportion of Americans who prefer a female boss has increased by 18 percentage points over the past six decades, which is great progress. Um, While there has been a 31-point decline in the percentage who would prefer a male boss, also progress. Americans are also significantly more likely today than in 1953 to volunteer that they do not have a preference. Right. So back then, you had to make a choice one way or the other. A lot of folks nowadays are indifferent. And, and while, those, while those numbers have shifted, you know, it's still a thing. Like, how much of that is, is what we're taught to think that women are like as a, as a boss? Or how much of that is our own experience? How much of that is just BS? Right. I love my female boss. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because she's sitting here. <laughs> um. So, so it's interesting that you would even even bring that up because that is definitely something that that a lot of people, you know, especially nowadays with so many women, so many professional, educated, you know, highly educated women running things, um, you know, I'm sure they deal with on a regular basis people's own prejudices, particularly in the way of of misogyny and feeling like they have to present themselves in the way that appears more masculine as far as characteristics or qualities that they feel would be I guess more readily accepted within right. a particular workspace because I'm, I'm thinking for something like this you would see a woman in a corporate setting appear to be more masculine quote unquote right. as opposed to maybe like a daycare where she's expected to be gentle be and nurturing right. right? or say even in like a comic book shop or coffee house which, which I'm curious about because in in that you have the coffee house, which is certainly not out of the norm to see a woman as the like the the head there mm-hmm. because it's it's a coffee house. It's a, like a non threatening. Yes, yeah, non threatening. However, a comic book shop has been traditionally like this male haven, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm I'm curious um, to what what your experience, Ariel, has been in that space. And do you mean 
as I interact with customers or both or your workers or uh, external forces when people when you tell people hey this is my shop and they're like oh okay you work here and you're like no no this is mine <laughs> <laughs> I signed these checks hun yeah that's funny I do get a lot of you work here and it's, 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 I'd be, I would laugh every time. No, it's weird because it's like technically I do work there and I'm I'm not that person where I have to like throw it in everybody's face. But sometimes it is the tone in which they say it mm-hmm. that I'm like, I own the shop. But it's more because it's like, I don't like how you like, right. oh, you work like, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looking down on me like you. I mean, I, I feel like as women, you like, you know, that tone. Um. I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's like a little bit of a mix. I feel like as a woman, um, as a woman-owned shop, we probably get more women in the shop than maybe your normal comic book store or traditional quote-unquote comic book store just because um, I've had women just say they feel really comfortable um, in the shop and they don't feel like the pressures you can feel going into just these all-male spaces. But at the same time, um, I've had... Uh, strange and or, or un, like uncomfortable for me interactions with um, uh, men sometimes that come in the shop because I almost I feel like because I'm a woman the expectation is that I'm supposed to give more of my time or be because I am a geeky woman that I'm supposed to give you my time in a more more than business sense mm-hmm. um, enti- they feel entitled they, to it. yeah and it's i mean like to the point where i've had people follow me out of the store like i'm going to get lunch and they are following me to my lunch destination which i think is like you you wouldn't do that with a dude or you know it's like what about this made you think that it was okay to walk me down the street i didn't ask you to walk me down the street i know where i'm going <laughs> like, you right. know what i mean i'm this good is, thanks this I live is my here. neighborhood i know where i'm at so it but just this weird like this weird expectation um yeah and 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 you know so like, like real real story and it was just weird and i and i did have like a couple conversations with you know both um you know staff and like friends and family about about that because it was just like this really weird thing and it's like I am not like I am on break so I'm not obligated to give you my time beyond good customer service and it's like you can't you know uh, impose yourself on me and again why would you think you could because you wouldn't do that to a man like that would not have been a thing nope you're exactly right exactly right it's stuff that happens um but so specifically, one of the things we wanted to get into tonight was the misogyny exhibited by other women. Um, there are a handful of things that, that come to mind initially with that. Um, a lot of it is body shaming or slut shaming, um, sex worker shaming. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I, because I need a proper definition of slut shaming, of what slut shaming well, is. Okay. Well, I don't have. I, mean, I don't no, have like. So I don't have like. But you all, no, y'all were both I, I, like. Oh, I got this. <laughs> no, I feel like it's it's like shaming women for being, you know, comfortable in their skin, comfortable to wear or not wear, whatever they want, um, to to enjoy sex, to be open about their enjoyment of sex, like that. It, like I, I, for me, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like this. It's 
slut shaming the the end result is to control a woman's sexuality it's control her body and how she presents herself for your comfort it's Mm -hmm. like and it's like well my body's not for your comfort it's for mine Mm -hmm. um and so that's what i always feel like slut shaming is like the the end all be all goal is to you know control women and how we express ourselves sexually and how we embrace our own sexuality or even how we're aware of it like we're not supposed to know we're sexual beings right you know so we're supposed to you know walk around and like close up to our neck and being demure until until some man decides he wants to turn us out and it's like well but you can't be too turned out because (laughs) then you're a slut (laughs) they have to know how to do everything but never have actually done it oh yeah i I like blowjobs but you can't know how to do blowjobs but you need to know how to do blowjobs or can enjoy it like if you like giving blowjobs it's like oh well, well, now you're home. Well, you've like, been well, here before. Right. I'm sorry. Did right. you want this to be my first time? Right. <laughs> Is that really what you want? Well, <laughs> it's like Ariel uh, just mentioned. Uh, I think it was last year, Janelle Monet, uh, like right when like Hidden Figures was out, she mm. was like tweeting back to, or doing tweets to all these people. People were tweeting at her. And uh, somebody, she was at some event and she had like a nice outfit on. And somebody tweeted at her that, you know, she looked nice. She had, you know, body, yaddy, yaddy, and all that good stuff. And uh, her response back was like, I'm not made for your consumption. Mm. And it got a lot of pushback. And mm. that was so, that that was like a big like aha moment for me. Because it's so true that we can be very chaste or we can be, you know, very uh, much out there. But it's always at the cons- consumption of a man. It's always, we, we aren't for ourselves, right. you know. And I think that's uh, a major part of woman on woman misogyny is that it's kind of, I don't want to say it's like the older generation, but it's an older way of thinking about yeah. womanhood, about, you yeah. know, are, are we in control of our own bodies and are we in control of our own destiny? And I think it, it kind of comes from a little bit of like, you know, well, back in my day, we didn't have it that good. So I, I want to shame you into doing things the way I feel more comfortable with, which so, is where the man's in control. Go ahead. Well, and, and one thing that I want to add in, in terms of because that's sort of like um, like an emotional or mental violence that we inflict mm-hmm. mm. um, or social violence. And I think um, in terms of slut shaming, we can also connect it to victim blaming, especially yep. right. when it comes to women who have been abused or, or raped. Mm-hmm. Um, say you go dressed to a party in a particular way that, you know, some people think, oh, well, you asked for that. You know, so slut shaming also incorporates the aspect of victim blaming in a sense of saying that someone deserved the violence inflicted upon them based off of how they, how other people perceive them. Mm -hmm. nothing. yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought out uh, internalized stuff. Uh, One of the other definitions I found interesting was the definition for internalized sexism. Uh, It's when an individual enacts sexist actions and attitudes towards themselves and people of their own sex. On a larger scale, internalized sexism falls under the broad topic of internalized oppression, Mm -hmm. which, quote, consists of oppressive practices that continue to make the rounds even when members of the oppressor group are not present, vis-a-vis slut-shaming, vis-a-vis body-shaming, fat-shaming, all of that stuff. Women who experience internalized misogyny may express it through minimizing the value of women, mistrusting women, and believing gender bias in favor of men. Uh, Women, after hearing men demean the value and skills of women repeatedly, eventually begin to internalize their beliefs and apply these misogynistic beliefs to themselves and other women. 
so therefore this older generation i had a discussion with a woman in my church with this it was hot out the girl had on some shorts she was cute they were short but it was hot what are you supposed to wear when it's hot you know what i mean a a full pair of pants get out of here and they went on about how does these girls shouldn't be dressing like this and this is why men don't respect them and this that and the third and i had to be like respectfully ladies i disagree and here's why a woman should have the right to dress however she wants to it's a reflection of how she expresses herself or a reflection of how freaking hot is outside you know what i mean (laughs) that should have no bearing on whether or not a man respects me a man should respect me because i'm a human being and halfway and halfway responsible for the perpetuation of this race you know what i mean whether i'm fully dressed or running around with a pair of pasties and duct tape like that has nothing to do with it and to hear these very you know well-meaning you know relatively intelligent i'm not gonna call them idiots but they weren't probably educated to the degree that a lot of us are because you know, they were older you know what i mean the education system was much different back then and the accessibility to such so these women from a very particular demographic had the same viewpoint as a man in that demographic and it's like well, this where this is where the, the cycle has to stop somewhere right. you know part of it is instilling in our sons not to treat women this way for all of the reasons and then part of it is is you know trying to correct the behavior that has been you know, conditioned, like you were saying, Jordan, conditioned in us to believe at the same time, you know, and I still have to check myself on that. Like, mm. you know, if a, if a girl's a, if a larger woman is wearing a romper and her butt is eating the romper, I'm not going to sit here and be like, mm, girl, maybe you should go get some. I'd be like, girl, wear that romper. <laughs> right. If you like it, if right. you're comfortable, <laughs> do you, boo-boo, right. do you. Because I remember not having enough self-esteem enough confidence to wear whatever the heck i wanted you know what i mean and to as a woman in this country to to repel that type of behavior that type of conditioning that type of way of life and and define yourself like you said ariel and take ownership of your own sexuality and your own expression of such is an incredibly revolutionary thing and it pisses men off when we do that and they take that out on women around them and if these women have also been indoctrinated with this stuff and they're like oh yeah she's absolutely you know wrong for walking at the house like that of course she's going to get raped or of course she's going to be assaulted of course no the only push that back that i would give to that is that i in like in that uh scenario that you you talked about is that i wouldn't say as i heard it that the women necessarily had the the point of view that guys may have had i think because of whatever generation they were coming from they may have had the point of view of whatever lessons that their life has taught them that right or wrong they may have seen certain things happen uh to women they may have experienced knowing guys know how guys react to certain things and are really just coming at it from a a a viewpoint of being protective i think that and i'm not saying and maybe that is wrong no i I mean and and maybe that's true but it's but why is to be protective always on the end of what the woman is doing it's like check your dudes it's like you know what i mean so don't tell me how to dress but you don't check your grandson when he's being disrespectful to a woman who's walking down the street well in that scenario when you see the woman talking to seeing the woman uh the the young girls walking down the street she's addressing that you don't know just to be fair you, you don't know if that person is 
it's not the person that's also at the corner store seeing the guys out there tweeting at the at the sisters or whatever that's checking them as well. No, you don't know that. You don't know, but I there's do. A lot, of, I, a lot of women I see, I see, because you know I I'm a commuter, so I see these older women sometimes checking the, checking these young boys on the buses, buses and the subs as well. And in those particular instances, those women are being protective in the proper way to sit here and blame the victim. In this case, as Alexa said, is not the way to go about doing it. And 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 to, to look at it from a different way, it doesn't matter what you have on if somebody is in the mindset to say whatever they want to say to you. Because there have been times where I have been no shower, yeah. sweatpants, Girl, sports yes. bra, <laughs> oversized hoodie, hat, yes. and and still have this dude like, hey, sexy. Yeah. So, right. so again, that's just in you to say it's not how I'm presenting myself. Right. You just wanted to say something. And you ain't have nothing else to say but that. So right. whether I'm... Whoa, 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 whoa. Sometimes, sometimes over <laughs> a hoodie is sexy. I mean, like... But either way, the point that she's trying to make is that we could walk around in a sundress or a pair of sweats and right. Tim's, and we're still going to get can, that kind of behavior. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. But what is? And you and also you dip into this slippery slope of you're talking about protection, protection of the women, protecting her honor, protecting her dignity, which says that because I'm protecting, you know, her and and these things that I can come across a certain way and do this for her own protection. So. Because I'm protecting her, I'm going to tell her how she should be. I'm going to tell her how she should act. And if she doesn't do it, then what are the penalties for not basically being submissive to that, to, okay. to your right. protection? And plus, not only that, what, if there's a fire, right, and you got people in this house where this house is burning, you're going you're gonna to re- rescue those people, right? But you're not going to sit there and berate them for being rescued. Right. You're going to put the fire out right? because that's the problem. Not the fact that they needed to be rescued. The fact that there was immediate danger that they needed to get rescued from. Right. So, you know, while they while they may have had the best of intentions in these cases, the road to hell is paved with them. So it, it really stems to, you know, it's hard to correct an elder because you don't want to get into that because they they're, they've been around longer than you. So they've experienced some things and. Like you were saying, Len, that, that have nothing to do with what we're doing and prop, thank God we'll never have to experience again, hopefully, you know, cross the fingers. Um, so it's hard to correct older women against this behavior, but, you know, or even even women in your in your peer group. I was in a discussion with the woman the other day and she kept referring to herself and other women as female. And I was like, oh, let's talk about this. Because while you're not wrong, I've said this dozens of times on the show, while you're not wrong in referring to adult human females as females it's still dehumanizing in the same way that it was you know insulting to call a grown behind black man boy to his face you know and she was just kind of like um i guess and kept it pushing and i was like how wow like what has gone on in her life that she can't even be open to the idea of you know having ownership of herself and what she is contributing she's been around a lot of men who refer to women as females or less or less or you know worse right than that you know i think it's it's a i'm sorry yeah, yeah go ahead. i think it's like you were saying it's that internalized misogyny and it's 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 identical to internalized racism where mm-hmm. you have this mindset of if i pretend what's going on which i can see is not going on and I, I can almost inoculate myself 
from sexism. I can protect myself from sexism. I can protect myself from racism. If I just pretend that what is right in front of me does not actually exist. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'll, I'll curry the favor of men or of the patriarchy or I'll curry the favor of, you know, a white supremacist society by playing, you know, playing along and acting like everything. I'm, I'm part of the ghetto Yeah, exactly. If, if I blend in, don't move. Yeah. Maybe they won't And they didn't get the memo us. that that actually doesn't exist. You can't do that. You right. can't shield yourself from sexism by pretending that sexism doesn't exist. You can't shield yourself from racism by pretending that it doesn't exist. Right. right. But and, and the hardest part about it is that there are so many women who are not, not just ignorant to the concept of, of ownership of, of femininity, but willfully ignorant, right? Because it's 2017. You have the world at your fingertips, quite literally. If, if a woman was raised in an environment where she was, you know, led to believe that she was less than anything a man can do, she still has a phone. She could still go to the library. She could still, you know, get to the internet and find countless amounts of t different types of resources where she can educate herself otherwise if she feels the need to. Granted, when you're, when you're incorporating internalized racism and misogyny, it's hard to see outside of that, but she still has the tools there. There are women that are just, are just hell bent on, on sticking to this. Um, one of the articles that I, I saw was um, by Suzanne Moore on the guardian published November 16th of last year. Uh, the title of the article was why did women vote for Trump? Uh, because misogyny is not only a male only attribute. <clears throat> one of her quotes says, if one grows up in a culture, in which one's self-worth is measured primarily by one's desirability to men, then your energy is consumed into this horizontal competition with other women that can never totally be won. And it brings me to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I do not like this man. <laughs> and this is, so So I, I made sure to, you know, take a step back and remove my personal feelings from this before going in on this. Um, but this idea that we have to constantly compete with ourselves in order to find favorability in this quote unquote man's world mm. is yes, started by men, but it, it can be perpetualized Absolutely. by women. Um, in, in, in terms of started by men, uh, humble is a great example of that. I'm sick and tired to see women Photoshop, give me some natural, whatever women only go through all this BS to try to adhere to these crazy beauty constructs that men find attractive. If men loved women with natural roles, and I'm not saying y'all, I'm talking like everybody. Like, we all know that y'all love women. That's great. But I'm talking about, <laughs> I mean, Joe Smith from Wichita. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about, you know, plain grain America If if and the rest of the world, really, because they're guilty of this as well. But if, if, if the beauty standard was not as absurd as it was, we would not be hard-pressed to get ourselves into this shape so that we would appear more attractive. That's a generalization, of course. But Well, okay, so I, I mean, I, I, when you said that, I figured that was the line you were going to bring up. But I've heard other people argue, you know, I don't know Kendrick Lamar, so I don't know what his intent was, but that in that song, he's not coming necessarily at women, but that at, at the media. Because he's not saying, I'm sick of seeing chicks in the gym five days a week he's saying i'm sick and tired of the photoshop so that means the images that the media perpetuates of women are these like really glossy yeah glossed over women not what what the woman actually looks like right so so i mean i just so i don't know but i've heard it argued yeah. both way and listening to the song i don't necessarily know if he was 
if if what you're saying is what he was saying. He's still using the woman as a prop, though. And yeah. when you watch the video, he does. He does. Whether and I'm photoshopped or whether I'm not photoshopped, whether you can see my stretch marks or not, you right. know, I'm still being used as a prop. Now, I I like Kendrick Lamar, and I know it's problematic AF to like Kendrick Lamar a lot of the times, but you know. We all engage in problematic behavior. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes at us least, complex. At least, at least you know. It's like, this you, is problematic, however. If you want to give a woman the floor, you know, do a song like Complexion, which was off of the, you know, the, his uh, album from last year, or his previous two albums, where you just give the woman the floor. You let her, you know, have her bars, and you step back, and, you know, she does what she does. If you're just using me as a prop, you know, you're, what he's really doing is pinning women up against other women. Yes, saying, that's, you know, that's where the problem comes right. in. It is no business of his whether a woman's photoshopped, where she got stretch marks, where she's got a full frontal Brazilian lace, <laughs> or if she's running around bald headed, right? Mind your business. Worry about what's on your plate. Talk about some be humble. Mofo, be humble. <laughs> okay. Ladies so- and gentlemen, we have a, a recent guest joining us here in the studio. What's oh. up? I can't hear myself, so it's. That's all right. You're all good. <laughs> no, it's not plugged in. Yeah, there's, there's no other. There's there's, no, all the plugs are taken yeah, over there. Am I talking too loud? No, no you're no. good. Okay. Just talk. Say <laughs> who right. you are. It's weird. It's weird. all right. Hey, um, it's Super Tang, aka Pino Tribble. Hey, hey, hey. Um, radio host and marketing director for the Greater Philadelphia Caribbean Culture Organization. You better say that with some chutzpah. Well, I, I don't want to. I don't. No, I can't girl, hear say myself. It. <laughs> say it. Say it with your chest. Yes, I am the marketing director for the uh, Greater Philadelphia Caribbean Culture Organization. There you go. Yes. Yeah. I've been doing radio for about 10 years. So. Yep. Yeah. So we got more authorities. Just to catch you up, we were, we were discussing. They were going in on Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I want to feel included, so I'm going to put headphones on. Even <laughs> we were discussing the complexities of uh, misogyny and how it is not only perpetuated by men, but... Uh, more tragically by women as well uh, vis-a-vis slut shaming and body shaming etc etc so I brought up Kendrick Lamar because while all of us are probably sick of the photoshop at this point right he had no business putting one example against another because it doesn't concern him whether a woman puts on makeup or not why am I going to sit here and have a palette with 33 different shades of bronze when most dudes can't tell the difference between cream and eggshell yeah they don't know this well, is for me I mean men men notice uh, like what I've realized especially when it comes to like this whole debate with like um, you know what men prefer like with women makeup or not like men I think men prefer you know natural women I mean they like when women adorn themselves with whatever things that they feel to kind of like um, you know you know enhance whatever they have but like a lot of men notice like all the fakery and things like that and some of them i, I feel like when they they're honest and they're like no i don't really like that some women, other women feel offended it's like well i wear this and i do this and you know is that not right and he's like no it's just you know there's a i guess when people say like there's a time and place for thing for everything like i don't particularly wear makeup every once in a while if you see me wearing makeup, it's because I, I probably had enough time in the morning to do right. it or i was just bored right you know what i mean so like for me you know it that whole kind of debate doesn't really concern me, honestly, because like I feel comfortable with who I am, and I feel like if if a woman wants to choose to wear makeup and she gets offended by somebody saying that, like, well, I only prefer women who are natural, it's like, don't even con- concerned about that. Like, feel do you feel like what you're concerned? I mean, feel, you know, do whatever you want to feel right. that's right with you. You know what I mean? Like, if he's not attracted to you, so what? There's probably like ten, twenty different thousand different people who want to be like. Who like what, who you are. You right, know what I mean? Right, so. right. Here, here's, here's something. 
I feel like I'm, I'm swimming in dangerous waters, but <laughs> come on with it. Here, Don't go go get mad when you get bit now. I will, I will, I will, you know, uh, kind of paraphrase from uh, the great comedian Cat Williams. It's, it's no, no woman has ever been kicked out of bed because her fingers and her toes did not match. Because, and, and like, I see women walking around and looking gorgeous. And like stiletto heels and everything like that, with your calves all popped out and everything like that. But if you all rose up as one and said that you will now and forevermore only wear Chuck Taylors, you know what dudes would say? My guy, you look really good in them Chuck Taylors. Girl. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, yes, they would. It would not happen overnight. But but it would happen. It would because. At the end, at the end of the day, you know whatever patriarchy or whatever has bred into our brains as as far as what is sexy in a woman. As you develop, you do uh, develop your own eye for the same reason why I can see a woman that's walking down the street in a stilettos and looking and looks nice. However, the woman that I'm actually attracted to just has on like the world's largest Adidas sweatshirt and, you know, her hat to the back. You know what I'm saying? So it really is to me. And maybe this is uh, uh, just me. Maybe it's got nothing to do with you because we're talking about women's face misogyny. Wow. No, well, I'm just <laughs> just still, saying. Go ahead. Give I'm, your thought. I'm throwing thought. it in there <laughs> saying th th that I still have a valid point. Yes, your point is valid. Please continue. I'm going I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm to no, no, Len, we no, do love you, though. No, we do love you. Because, uh, no, and I, I want to make that clear. No, no, you did make a good point. And And Len... Len, I, I, I say all that. I said that. I said that not with with malice or to with with hatred or with any rage or anything behind me. And I, I apologize if it came off that way. I said that because, you know, hate. Well, what can I say? Truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. Um, I, I said that because this is your movement. You know what I mean? I didn't come up with this triple nation. This was all Len who came up with misogyno. And as a person, as the person to to start this movement, you deserve to get the full on truth of it, whether it stings or whether it's butter coated. So I feel like if anybody could have been able to take a blow like that, it is you, my friend. So it wasn't coming from a place of menace. I'm sorry, I I, I got stuck on butter coated. <laughs> you know what? Am I like the only one who actually, to a certain extent, kind of appreciated what he said? Because I, I think for me, um, and I didn't really listen to the song. I was kind of like focused on, you know, everybody talking about that one aspect of the of his uh, lyrics. But for a man to say that he's tired of seeing photoshopped images and would and prefers himself, his own preference, prefers somebody who's more natural or, you know, it feels really comfortable with who they are. I, I actually kind of appreciated hearing that because I know for myself, particularly being a music artist who is oh who has been constantly told you have to be presented in a certain way. You know, mm -hmm. you're too fat or, you know, you have to look like this or, you know, your hair is so natural and all these sorts of things. People are so ready to put you in that box and they're so ready to Photoshop you mm -hmm. and create you. 
you know, into something that you don't, you might not necessarily want to be. So to hear someone, especially a popular artist, say that, I felt like, oh, wow, like this was actually, I actually kind of appreciate it because I know there's about 10 to 20 others who that, will that, speak. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. something, yeah. but extremely different. To- <laughs> you go first because you're a guest. Dang it. <laughs> But I'm going to say, so, I mean, so looking at it from one way, you can appreciate it that he's saying you don't have to do all this extra stuff. I like you how you are. But I think he should also respect the woman's right to look how she wants to look. Like there there are people who make up head to toe every day because that's how they feel comfortable, not because they're. They, they have low self-esteem. It's just like that's how they like to start their day. That's how they like to look. And it's like, so if that's how you like to look, you can look like that. Right. And if, if, but if, or if you like to be, you know, Alicia Keys bare face, you can do that too. Right. And, you know, if, and, and if I'm, if I'm with you, perhaps I will take what you like into consideration from time to time. <laughs> and, no, I agree. And, and yeah. do what you like every once yeah. in a while. But it's like, that, I think that's also the thing. Like people think that when, you know, women, People, I think people assume that women who don't primp and do those things and, and maybe dress and bag your clothes or just like more chill in how they present themselves uh, don't care or don't appreciate attention from men. And then the women who w- wear heels and the mini skirts and the halter tops and put the makeup on, that all they are doing is seeking the attention of men. And it's like... Uh, most women just doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't wake up and put this outfit on like, there's going to be some random dude walking down the street that's right. going to holler at me. <laughs> it's like, you put that on because you it made you twirl around. Right. I know when I get dressed, I'm like, ah! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, right, you know, it's, right. it's for me. Absolutely. And if you like it, good for you, but I ain't do it for you. Right. You know right. what I mean? So Absolutely. I feel like we have to like respect yeah. how women want to re- present themselves. Yeah, and, and you can appreciate and have your preference. I mean, we all have our preferences, right. but also respect that you're, you can do whatever you want to do. That, right. And that, that was the ultimate problem with that lyric. Okay. It was not the fact that he said, I appreciate natural women for X, Y, and Z reasons. He said, I don't like this. I like this. We don't care about what you don't like. <laughs> if all you care about is natural women, then say that. You right. don't have to, like Jordan said, put people against each other in order to right. establish one element of, of beauty over the other. It's, gotcha. it's unnecessary. It's uncalled for. And uh, like Ariel said, women don't really care. Um, like the guy, it's like, like the guy on Facebook. Everybody knows the guy on Facebook that's like, you know, black woman, you're my woman, my queen. You know, you don't need the weave right. and you don't need the makeup and you right. need white society standards. I just think it would be dope if you just like make me a play and like you know just be them ho taps, ho taps, yeah. yeah. Them ho taps. Like make me a play. Yeah, make me a play. You got fingers, don't you? You got fingers. You got hands. Those, those set of people always it's hilarious just to read the comments like yeah. from the hotel people and like their whole point of view and it's just mm-hmm. like what do you like do you understand what you guys are saying like i understand sometimes i don't think that they honestly feel that they even believe what they're even saying i think they just regurgitate what they feel like what they're being told mm-hmm. you know and trying to pass it off like yeah this is the golden truth this is what people need to follow and right. it's like ugh. I my my instant rebuttal to guys who are heavy in that hotep movement, and I want to stress the foteps because there's the real hoteps, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's the fake ones. Because I see some of those things where like the paintings, I'm like, that's a really nice painting, and they're like, oh, it's a hotep painting. I'm like, really? Like, I do like that image. I'm like, right. you know, right. whatever. It's like, um, it's not that these, these the same group of people, and I'm going to touch on this and move on. 
um, are the same ones who, you know, glorify ancient Egypt and and talk all about the demasculation of black men. And I'm like, D- you do realize that the pharaohs wore makeup, right? Yeah. And wigs. Yeah, all of that. All, all, all the all time. Of that. All the time. Not just you know in front of all. And time. we come from West Africa. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> so. There's that. But I digress. Um, as as far as the particular hatred coming from from women is concerned, I want to talk about body positivity as well. Um, being someone who struggled with an image and and being like, oh, I wish I could wear that. Nope, can't wear that. Got to deal with this. Dag, if I put on shorts. You know, if they're a certain length, they're going to get all caught up in my inner thighs and I got to constantly be tugging them joints out because thigh gap for what? Um, and, you know, I then I you know, was under the impression, OK, well, I just can't wear shorts. I'm just going to be hot. I can't wear shorts because of these reasons. And and finally, I got to a point where I was like, listen, if, if the thunder's coming, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get out the way because it's hot and I can't help the fact that I got long legs. You know what I mean? Like. And I don't feel like anybody else should have to compromise how they want to express themselves based on how other women particularly would, uh, you know, think of them or what they would say. You know what I mean? And a lot of guys will will say, well, we don't really care about that kind of stuff. Y'all getting dressed up for for the competition of other women. You got to be like, crap, they're right. Yeah. They're I mean, right. They, they, I mean, they appreciate the little bit of effort. Like, they, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, we we essentially, you're right, we essentially kind of do all of this to in competition or to, like, look at, for other people. Like, I know when I go out with my boyfriend, it's like, he appreciates as long as, like, I'm clean. Because <laughs> I remember, like, I mean, you can see me now. I, I Like, I have cats. But, like, I remember one time we were out, and I had, like, cat hair all over me. He was, And I was, like, feeling so uncomfortable. And he was just like, nah, it's okay. Like, it's fine. And it wasn't in that thing, like, trying to make me feel better. He just really didn't care. Mm. He was just like, we're going to go out. We're going to have a good time. Like, the dress looks fine. It's dark. Nobody's good. Like, he kept, <laughs> and I was just like, no, no. Everybody oh, else wow. was like, nah. So, like, sometimes I feel like we try we try way too hard what we think what people are going to like mm-hmm. what people are going to want to what like about us and it's just like no i think we just need to like sometimes looking at ourselves and be like no i like this it doesn't right. matter cuz i i think i have like two mirrors in my house and i just inquired like a full length one and now i'm like ooh right ooh. right <laughs> um oh it's so interesting that this particular tribble were to walk in here cuz this point i'm about to make is going to piss her all the way off i don't know if y'all ready for this ladies and gentlemen the one and only that Sailor Scout you only bring out when the thunder claps. <laughs> it is the one and only Sailor Solar Flare Triple. Say hi. Hey guys. Sorry I'm late. I ran up the steps. <laughs> wow. Hi. Hi. She's got Grundy Triple with her. Hey. How you doing? Uh, we were just talking about women's based misogyny and how a lot of women are guilty of perpetuating that. Real quick, what are some of your experiences um, with hatred coming from other women in particular? Um. Oh, where to start? See, there's like, everybody's got a book. Everybody's got a book. Uh, like hatred coming from other women. Yeah, like just girls hating on you in general. Yeah. Um, I guess like the whole hair thing. Like when people come at you about your hair and oh, it's so long. Like you don't need weave. Like why do you wear weave? Why do you wear all these protective hairstyles? You don't need it. Your hair is so long. It's just like. I wear it because it's a protective hairstyle. Like that's why I wear it, mm-hmm. and or the automatic exu- assumption that like you're bald, you have to be bald if you wear weave or wigs or anything or braids or anything of that nature. And it's just like, no, if you 
did your research like hundreds of years ago they were protective hairstyles so mm. that you know when we were in the sun our hair wouldn't break off so easily we put our hair in braids mm. or in individuals but you know people don't read books nowadays so nope sure don't um we we touched go ahead len I was just going to mention that this scintillating conversation is happening live and direct on WPPMLP Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> Very um, professional. I um I started to talk about Kendrick Lamar's humble lyric about not what oh, yes. not wanting Photoshop and song. putting women Oh, do you love that song? What I do like you feel the beat. At least. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that 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 lyric in particular? Um, I guess thanks for putting it out there, even though that everyone's been saying that for quite some time. But you know, I guess for I guess it makes some type of movement because a black man who's heavily in the media. Uh, for him to say it, you know, certain people who didn't understand were like, oh, you know, that might actually be a good idea. You know, bandwagon mm-hmm. people. So, like, I guess that's great. But um, we have been saying that for ever. how many <laughs> how many years ever. now for every single black woman that's ever been in the media, you know. Or, and the simple fact is that maybe that they didn't want all their stretch marks photoshopped but you know they don't tell them that they're getting their photos photoshopped they're just like oh yeah you look great and we're just going to etch a sketch and erase all this stuff on the background and Mm -hmm. oh that's not attractive and all this european stuff and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. probably lots of black celebrities women who want to show their you know natural Great. self yes and yeah. you know they don't do that because yeah. everything has this image now so i mean I, I get why people are real quick to to come to kendrick's um rescue particularly when you have songs like bad and bougie from migos where um here are some of the 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 lyrics here i'm going to edit them obviously for fcc purposes um <laughs> f in your b she a thought 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 uh i take your b right from you b i'm a dog wolf beat the whole walls loose hey I um, I or, or really my, like my, your spoken word version. <laughs> or, or my I really I dig it. I dig <laughs> my, it. My particular favorite quote: "Introduce me to your b at b ass wifey, and we know she's sluttin'." Isn't this the same group that Donald Glover was quick to defend? Right, like at the award show. Yeah, or he something. yeah, he shout them out as actually, and I quote, naming them the. Beatles of our generation. Right. So this is how old I am. I thought Migos was one of those dudes. And I was like, who are these other two dudes? (laughs) (laughs) Right now, this is the first time I'm finding out they're a group. (laughs) I thought thought the first one that rapped was Migos, and then it was like these other dudes. And I was like, okay. Evidently, they're an ensemble. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, when you take into consideration lyrics like that versus appreciating a woman for what she has naturally and humble, of course one would make that conclusion. How the freak ever. And Blair, don't hit me. Uh, (laughs) This particular lyric from Bow Down by one Bouncy, I mean Beyonce, says... What'd you call her? (laughs) Bouncy, because that's what it looked like. That's that's, that's what that reads to me. Um, Quote... 
I know when you were little girls, you dreamt of being in my world. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Respect that. Bow down, bees. I took some time to live my life, but don't think I'm just his little wife. Don't get it twisted. Get it twisted. This my S. Bow down, bees. You want me to explain those lyrics to you? Mm. You can try. Please, please. So what she was trying to say was, is that um, previously before her self-entitled album, a lot of people were saying like, oh, she's like this cookie cutter person. She has no originality to her. Everybody's writing her stuff for her. She can't possibly understand what it's like to be a black woman, right? And she was getting that for years. Slightly some of it's true. But (laughs) I just wanted wanted to hear what you would say that. Go ahead. Some of it is is true. I will admit that. But I guess for her self-entitled album, Beyonce, with with, um. Drunken Love and all those other songs on there. Uh, she was feeling as though she could be totally honest on this one. Now, granted, this is also one of the first albums that she's actually been able to be like, hey, let's write these songs together because she has hired people to write her own stuff, mm-hmm. which is all of Lemonade. But she has written, mm-hmm. she has had mm-hmm. people to write all her own stuff. So she's like, you know what? I'm tired of people coming at me in the media saying that I'm not this black woman and that I haven't had struggles and stuff, that I haven't grown up with some type of difficulties. People just thought she was this Southern Belle from Texas. And <laughs> she just had all this money and just had all this stuff. When exact, when there's some things that she had to work for, you know, it's not in the music industry is not your talent anymore. It's who, you know, it's just like, Oh, my dad knows this person and I'm just me and my three friends can kind of sing and we can just get into the industry. So she was also doing that. And also Beyonce has never been like sexual in the media. She's always been like, oh, yay. She's never actually been, she's never actually written a song where she's like, legit. I don't want to get like too graphic because it's, you know, I don't listening. think you're ready for this jelly because my body too bootylicious. Okay, somebody wrote that for the group. It wasn't just her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted and to And then sure. even that at that time period was censored. At, at that time period, because there was a lot more graphic stuff oh, out there. Of course, there. but that doesn't, you know. The no, d- d- it's not it doesn't that doesn't erase the fact that those were part of her lyrics that she co-signed. No, it's not. With. It's not. It's not erasing the fact. I'm saying like her. The reason why she said that was because she was trying to defend herself and saying like I can be this type of woman too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you're not gonna tell me to bow down. I'm gonna tell you that right now. There's there's one person I'm gonna bow down to, and he all the way up there. <laughs> so that's one. Two. I I. But but. How else is a person supposed to take that? No, I mean, I feel like I'm about to. I, I am not a. Get it. I am not a member of the Hive, but I can't. I mean, Beyonce is Beyonce. She has created her place and, and she, um, you know, exists in that space that she created. So I'm not like knocking her or anything. But I feel like, I mean, I think we all have that moments like as women. So I don't think she's saying bow down bees as a way to be like, to disrespect other women it's just like she just like res- respect what respect what i've done but she's still me. calling them bees right. but i mean but right. but so. i do that too i mean i feel like i feel like again like the n-word people who have been oppressed by that word i feel like can choose to use it or not use it as they f- see fit and other people have to respect that's choice. true so i feel like there are people same with the b-word who say it or don't say it now i don't run around calling 
random people bees, but like my girls, mm-hmm. we call each other bees all the time. But it's but it's love, and you know the context in which you're saying that. Mm-hmm. If somebody else said it, you know people would you right. gotta lean. I back don't know on her. That. She don't know me. Right. She don't but, get to tell me to. But but, like, but, but, like, it's, but it's like but it's Beyonce. So in a way, we, so but we what do, they got to do saying, in a way we do know her. Like you know. No, what I, mean? I don't know that hoe. I never met her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I shouldn't even it's say. It's a I hierarchy said that. though. That's it's a hierarchy yeah. because. She goes after, you know, and I love that song, and I'm not a part of the Hive, but I do like Beyonce, and, you know, she's going after, quote-unquote, going after other women. She's not going to go after a man like that. She's not going to call out Justin Timberlake like that and be like, check my record sales. Well, I mean, I think Lemonade was her calling out men. So I, I think it was say, calling out patriarchy, but I think at that time, yeah, plus where she was pe- in her career at that time, I don't think she was she was able to call men out the way she was with Lemonade. I think it was it's this hierarchy of women are on a level underneath men. So if a woman wants to exert her power, she does it by going after other women, but never a man. Mm. That's a good point. Thank you for, for saying that a lot more mm. eloquently than I attempted to. I appreciate that. Yes. i'm just gonna enjoy go ahead (laughs) so i i say all this and we we bring all of these examples um to light uh and i reached out to uh ghostbuster triple in particular who couldn't make it tonight she sends her regards um she was like oh my god the one night i got things to do i got books hon i was like i'm sure you do (laughs) um shout out to elena um but you know, we can all agree that, that, that yes, patriarchy is the source of, of misogyny. But I feel like in this day and age, when they're especially, especially, especially within the black community, where we are, this whole black girl magic thing and all this love and respect and, and just unbridled, unapologetic support we all have for each, each other and ourselves. Like, I, I feel like that kind of stuff can only truly be realized when it stops. In, in all of its forms like i'm at a point now where i see a girl walking down the street with bantu knots i'm like yes you better rock them bantu knots you better let them know let them know let them know where we come from whereas an older woman or a woman who who doesn't appreciate a natural hairstyle will be real quick to say something real quick to say something hateful and destructive and divisive and it's like why what did what what did you possibly gain from dragging this girl for being herself? You know what I mean? Like what what? How did you glow up? What did you win? What what? How much money did you just get in your pocket? But I'm saying, but if we're bringing into like the age difference again, again, that is like that protective thing for like older women knowing as older black women knowing what it's like to survive this very white world, and so being a black girl proudly rocking your natural hair, it's like that is you are going to get cut down for them like they're thinking they're like looking what, at it from a different from perspective. a different perspective of what right, that looks right. like so we're we are you know again i that's the thing where you like you got to respect your elders respect where they come from expect it respect why they're saying what they're saying because mm-hmm. of their experience and then just be thankful that that's not where we are you know what i mean so you can say you know like well thank you you know thank you for your concern but you know i'm really comfortable wearing my hair like this and that's how i'm going to wear it because may, you may need to have those conversations you know, with them too. Like when right. I when I cut off all my permed hair, I didn't get. I got I got one positive comment, and it was from my boyfriend at the time, who was white. So that was like, you know, kind of strange. Like I didn't mm-hmm. expect it from him, but like all of my family, specifically the women, immediately. Well, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to braid it? You're just going to wear it like that? You know, because mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. it's this this negative connotation that our hair has. And I think it wasn't, 
it wasn't hate. Like they didn't want me to hate myself, but they did. They wanted me to be safe right. or, you know, and, and not um, get undue like pushback because of my hair. And again, that's just because that that's a they're in a different place. And so, you know, and, and, and now that to say now. You know, my sister's natural, my niece is natural, mm-hmm. but but I was the first one. And so sometimes you just got to show them. Right. And it's like, oh, and then it's like, oh, OK. And then and then people get on. But it's like we got We are like we are constantly reconditioning ourselves because we have been like under the boot of like, right. uh, you know, white supremacy yeah, and the yeah. patriarchy all at once. And now we're rediscovering ourselves. Like, that's what I feel like the black girl magic thing is. It's like we are in a place where we are rediscovering ourselves and fall in love with ourselves as we are. You know, so I, you know, I think, um, like I said, I think it just comes from that place, not necessarily uh, trying to tear down. It's just a, it's a different in that Mindset. case in particular, yes, I agree with you. Go ahead, Alexa. Well, I guess as we talk about this, two words come to mind for me, which is freedom and access. Mm. And what I mean by that is the freedom to express yourself the way that you want to, to be able to have the access to get the things that you want, deserve, and need. And I think when we talk about the older generation, um, there was definitely a lack of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that lack of freedom, no access. It, right. No access or just enough access to be able to survive. And so I think now when we, I mean, we're kind of spoiled in a sense that we are able to exhibit ourselves and express ourselves in all of these ways, you know, and still be able to get the jobs that we want, like with our locks, with our natural hair, with our braids, you know, cutting it all off however we want to, however we want to be. You know, I worked in a corporate setting and I wore head wraps half the time, you know, whereas maybe 10 years ago or more, that's kind of like, oh, you're, you're trying everything to be a, about a, a lawyer and you got locks. Like, what's going on? Right. Like, those two things can't go together. So I think when we when we talk about the older generation, um, I think there is definitely um, some patience that's needed um, and also the understanding that the way that they express themselves um, physically really stemmed from how much freedom they felt that they could have and how much access they had to certain aspects of society that otherwise, like, you know, straightening your hair mm-hmm. was about, like, being able to have access to a particular kind of government right. or a particular kind of job, those sorts of things. So I think sometimes we have to kind of, like, keep that in mind. You know, like, right now, we're kind of like, we can do whatever we want because that's the kind of society that we live in. But, I mean, even 10 years ago, it was very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I just think... We just shouldn't forget about that because it was it was very very different and for and and it for them it was survival right like it's not it wasn't just we're all very much concerned about how we want to express ourselves but for the older generation it wasn't about expression it was about survival right. so what do you do to survive and exactly. those were the things and so yeah but yeah yeah that's true but. <laughs> to be fair. Kennedy's like, I'm not here for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I agree with you. I, I definitely 110% agree with you. But in in all fairness, this older demographic is not listening to us right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's the the few men that have continued to check in. You know, uh, present 
triples and non-present triples, you know, included in that shade, y'all. Um, and, you know, the, the young women that we have fortunate enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fortunate lady triples that we have out there who are, who are listening to us right now. Um, you know, this episode is, is for them and, and giving them awareness of, of, of some of the obstacles that they have in front of them as if they hadn't encountered them already. But hmm. in the event that, you know, they were fortunate enough to not have to deal with some of this BS, right. this is what a lot of us had to go through. Right. Um, yeah. and, and also, you know, to, to give them tools to combat that type of perpetuated self-hatred. Um, I could get into colorism and how that affects. Did um, you touch clothes? Uh, a little yeah, bit. We yeah, talked we about talked slut shaming. Yeah. Oh, dang. What you got to say about it? <laughs> like, go go in. Go in, Sailor Solar Flare. Let me tell y'all something, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. Step back, tell y'all something. Step back. Because we didn't we just talk about... Oh, my best friend is gone. But we just talked about this in the car, yo. On the way here, we was talking about how he was having a conversation with his friends. And um, I was having a conversation with my coworkers. We were talking about how um, it's sundress season or whatever, you know, the thing is. And how... Um, and I even got into arguments with my past relationships about this, where my boyfriend at the time um, had a picture on his phone of a model, and she was very pretty. She looked, I think, like Moroccan or something like that. She was very, very, quote, unquote, exotic. And, you know, she was wearing a bikini, and, you know, everything's all out and whatever, right? She's very revealing. So I like the dress how I like the dress. Not for the man, not for society, because I like to look good. So I'm wearing this dress, and I'm about to go out with my friends. I'm like, yeah, you know, babe, I'm about to look all nice or whatever. You can't wear that out. Pause. Whoa. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> you had me confused. <laughs> Backtrack. <laughs> you thought I cared. <laughs> I said, I'm going to just en entertain this conversation and ask you why do you think I can't wear this out. And he was like, that's too revealing. You're going to have in words looking at you and you everything's too tight and too revealing i said um it is not my fault that that other man finds me sexually attractive so it makes him uncomfortable so now that it makes him uncomfortable he's going to step out and call me a h word or a s word because you find me attractive you, you can say home and slut on the radio oh Okay, well, because they say because it in music, find, that's for sure. Because you think that I'm a hoe. Oh, now I'm a hoe. Now I'm a slut because I'm wearing the same clothes of the same woman that you idolize on television. Mm -hmm. But now I'm a slut because you're you're unattractive. You you feel uncomfortable that you feel attracted to me. So now and they don't you have, have any power over that. Exactly. So now you have to put aside your pride, and now you feel like if you can talk to me, you have to debate another the fact that is she going to accept me come and step into her, or how should I even talk to her? Because by the way I look, you're going to approach me in a sexual manner. But my clothes do not define who I am. Ooh. So because of the fact that you, you think that my dress is too short, you want to step to me like I'm some hoe. You tried it. I have a degree and I graduated from the Lock Haven University. And you shall step to me like I'm an educated black woman. Ooh, so that jail. made me really, really upset that the you fires. are justifying fire. me fire. from Flames the clothes that I am wearing. Flames and fire. I had to really tell him really quick, like... Oh my! I was like, I can't believe that you are even objectifying me, and you automatically call me a slut or a hoe, and you have a picture of a woman who is barely wearing any clothes as your wallpaper on your phone. Yeah. Mm. Now to that point, mm. we we talked we talked about what you got to say, Len. <laughs> oh, super saying triple says keep it pushing. All right. Um, 
to that point that you touched on briefly there, solar flare, sailor, solar flare, sailor, solar flare, um, <laughs> is uh, uh, sex workers, women who, you know, sell sex, make money from sex. Right. Um, we are real quick as a society to shame these women. All societies ever have shamed these women. Right. Uh, it's the oldest profession on the face of the planet, and yet everyone's got a problem with it. Right. Personally, and I'd like to hear your takes on this. I there feel is no like, problem. I feel like if a woman is smart enough to sell something that a man is that can get for free, or if a man is dumb enough to pay for something that he could get for free, right? Then I don't see why she can't make some money off of it. And if 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 that's what she chooses to do with herself, make them coins, boo. <laughs> it breaks the social contract, the understanding that we have that a man is supposed to sweep a woman off of her feet or dupe a woman and mm. and 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 get her. That caveman mentality that he's supposed to, with his cunning or his intellect or his his power, is supposed to overpower a woman. So if you have to pay for it, you're you're in a submissive you know uh stance now as a man so we don't like that because it breaks the social contract that we have that says men are powerful and women are submissive mm. right but get women your, get mm. your money right. get yeah, your money right. get them coins and, and furthermore this industry would not exist that the, the supply would not be here if the demand wasn't here for it right. you know if men thought with their heads more i'm, I'm generalizing here y'all looking at me sideways now <laughs> if if most men thought with the head on their shoulders instead of the one between their legs then they would not be concerned about you know whether or not a woman's charging for it or not most men would be like i you know maybe i can try and find a woman to love for the rest of my life or you know at least have some type of arrangement where we do this on the regular that or would, not that would that would make sense that would make all you the know? sense right and, right and, and, and <laughs> you know therefore it won't happen well also too um just to kind of make a quick point so we're talking about sex workers who choose the work yes i'm not talking about sex in, workers who, who are forced into yeah right, right. right. that's not because cool because no, when we talk no. about this issue of power you know, there's power that's given and there's power that's taken away. And mm. so, you know, for, for me, like, I'm definitely like, yes, money, get them coins. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, that's, <laughs> yes, that's, you know, I'm all about that. But at the same time, you know, it's definitely recognizing that there's a different aspect or a different side of the coin that's like, there's a lot of women that are losing, you know, themselves and losing their power because of, some pimp or you right. know some some man that is over them telling them you know how they should be or how they should sell themselves or mm. all those sorts of things so yeah i told i totally get it but i always gotta make the, yeah, you gotta just, make the, the decision or rather right. the distinction between voluntary sex work right. and and forced involuntary right. sex work because sex trafficking is a whole other ball Absolutely. of wax yeah. whole, whole <laughs> other ball of wax that you know, I think all of us can safely assume is some shameful, dastardly, despicable stuff. Absolutely. Uh, particularly because of the age of the women forced into this right. line of work. Um, and, and where these, these young women are coming from. I wanted to ask you a question, actually. So recently I saw on my social media of a picture that one of my friends reposted. And it said... Um, any girl, it's a picture of this woman doing... Oh, I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. Yeah, Go I ahead. Had... Do it. Do it. Thank you. Because if of I said it, I'd have been wrong. Doing sexual activity on this man. She was putting okay. in that work. Putting she was in putting that in work. that work. Work. And work. the comment work. said, 
if you posting pictures like this saying missing this D or wishing I had some, you are a thought and that you are distasteful and that you need to be a lady and to respect yourself for and not post things like this. And oh yeah, just from my point of view, I think that's shady because if a man posted that, he would have got 100, 200 likes. His comments would have been a little like, yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. I'm in my feelings tonight, all this other stuff. But when a woman posts that, oh, she a hoe, oh, she a slut. So because of the fact that men have this, some men have this idea that like, oh, we can be sexual and I have to like display my masculinity through my sexuality, that women can't do the same thing. Why can't women do the same thing? Do the same thing. Why can't she be comfortable enough to be like, I really want some D tonight. Like, why can't she say that? Right. Like, what's wrong with that? Right. The, the post because said. Because you can say, you know, everything that you want to say. Right. right. The post said, the females that post this kind of thing. Females, one. Right. <laughs> uh, that post this kind of thing on social media disgusts me. Quote, unquote, mood or quote, unquote, missing this. You're the true definition of a thought in our generation. Social media shouldn't know when you're horny. <laughs> why the freak not? Uh, be a lady right. and respect yourself. I do. I respect that D, too. Uh, right. Then you wonder why thirsty people end up in your inbox. Because I'm thirsty as well. Okay. <laughs> Truth. Delete me if you feel offended. So I-, I said something on this person's account. A friend of mine co-signed. Real quick before you say that, you um, it says, it mentions the word thought. And for some listeners may not know exactly what that refers oh, to. Oh, it's, it's hella lazy, y'all. That, that hoe over, over there. there. Oh, wow. I really honestly thought that thought meant, like, afterthought. Like, that's just an afterthought. <laughs> no, like, I really, no, when it first came out, I really thought, like, that was no, where it came from. And I was like, oh, well, that's dumb. <laughs> I kind of like the afterthought. Like, that chick's an afterthought. Like, I don't even thinking about her. Like, you know, like, I ain't even messing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that I ain't even worry about that that chick. Like, yeah, you know. It's like, easy. Oh, it's, 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 it's easy why you would think that because of the context of the sentences and the way it's used grammatically. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Um, so I said something about it. A friend of mine said something about it. And this person goes on to comment and says, I hear what you guys are saying. So if we see a 13 or a 15-year-old post this up, it's okay for her to do that, oh right? Oh, God. Um, uh, one, you know, if your minor is posting this type of content, then right. you need to have a conversation with right. them. And it's not, not the conversation where you ought to be ashamed of yourself for being so sexual so early. You need to have the conversation about contraception. We need to have the conversation about STDs. We need to have the conversation about unwanted teenage pregnancy. That way, she won't be a thought. She will be an a, an intelligent, informed young lady and will be able to make her decisions thusly. Um, I disagreed with this post for all the reasons that, that we just got into. Right. Um, because of those reasons. Yes, if a child talk, talks about it, then yeah, we need to talk about it. But as for, for a grown woman to put that on her post... Get that money, honey. If he's paying for it or not, shoot. If it's good like that, get it. I, I think it's just it. the basis that some people get like, they just like, I think people nowadays, especially with the internet, how it's just like oversharing. People are just like up, just like over it with the oversharing. Like me personally, like I'll see certain posts like that. Like for example, my boyfriend sends me like <laughs> these things that like would be deemed as like oversexual posts and stuff like that. And I personally wouldn't double tap on them. I personally wouldn't post them. I give it up to the people who are brave enough to be very open about about themselves and what mm-hmm. they want sexually and whatnot. I personally like to keep my sexual 
you know, preferences to myself and like in private messages. And I feel like nowadays um, when I read these posts, I tend not to look at it like, oh, well, men are demonizing this or women are demonizing this. I look at it. Some people just don't know how to structure their thoughts well. <laughs> I read certain things and I'm just like, I don't think you, no, I get you what say. you're saying, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? You're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. And I feel like because of all these buzzwords and things that we have over there, it, people cling to these things to kind of make their point. Right. So like, I get what he's saying, cause, but I don't, I don't feel like he needs to go to that extreme. Right. I felt yeah. he's like, oh, you know, I just don't appreciate like all this oversharing. Cause there, there's like one chick that I had to unfollow. Cause she was just like, like, I, like, I, I love it. Like, Hey, you want to talk Like, you want to talk about that? That's cool. But like it, at a certain point, it just got too much. I was right. just like, I get it. You like D. I like right. D too. <laughs> I get it. And but, at that right. point, you you did the right thing. Yeah. You chose to unfollow her. I didn't really unfollow. I just I just stopped looking. You know how Facebook is. You stop going on people's pages. They stop like coming up on the news feed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really unfollow her. I you know I let her be her. I never like told her like. I'm sure she's had those things because I've seen those posts where it's like, well, you could just unfollow if you don't like. Follow. And it's just some people just like look. Bye. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I just I think nowadays people just don't know how to express themselves in the right way to where they can get their main point across because right. there is a lot of over oversharing. Right. There is sure. a lot of things like I'll yes. look at certain there's this one meme where it's like the guys laying back, like playing video games and the girls like reverse cowgirl cowgirl on him and she's playing games and it's like, you know, relationship goals and when I got sent that, I was my first thought was like, that doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And when you're in the middle of the game and things are going like that, just you know, like I was being, being you're in the way. You know, you know like it just doesn't seem practical to play video games that way. Unless <laughs> unless that's your unless that's your plot to distract him. Well, no, they're oh, playing yeah. together. Well, yeah, but I'm just if it's a versus and that's how if y'all play a Mario Kart and he too can't much. see over your caliber. And I get yeah, all yeah. into it. And I'm all like, I just, yeah. it's just too much. Like I right. yeah, like so I feel like it's just oversharing and people. People are just like, it does get to the point where, <laughs> right. where oversaturation can become a factor. Absolutely. I agree with you on that one. I have a, I have a question. There was one word that was brought up um, a little bit ago, and I haven't really heard it uh, brought up again. So maybe it's not necessarily an issue. But I just wondered in this whole you know spectrum of woman-based misogyny and, and things of that nature, um, where does mistrust uh land i heard that mentioned that word come up once like in what sense in the sense that women can be backstabbing particularly right. if they're trying to excel in a male-dominated hierarchy where they are being put against each other and you know they'll be friends to your face oh my god we're besties let's go shopping and then you know oh towards at, other women yeah and as you're oh. this other person this other woman is confiding in this woman they're taking notes and running back and telling all the wrong people that that's something that I just feel like that's just human nature and I feel like yeah like women deal with women in a certain way and men deal with men in a certain way and I will tell you this like I've had I've had a lot of female friends I wouldn't say that I've had like these are my girlfriends and we go out like every weekend but like being in a I've particularly had more guy friends more closer guy friends mm-hmm. I hear um, that all the time and yeah and honestly like you know I've gotten backstabbed by male friends but like in different ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like that type of stuff is just like human nature. Like people are you know, like in, in, you know, just competitive. Like I don't play sports. I never played sports when I was little. Cause like I was a poor sportsman person. Like I felt like I always had to win. I would do anything to catch that. You know what I'm saying? I tripped somebody up once. 
Like, I don't care. That's fine. I don't care. Like, whatever it takes. Like, the Armstrong Bull, I was like, yeah, but he made bicycling so interesting right now. Like, I don't, like, you do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes, you know, I get it. Like, but I feel like women, I guess because women deal with women in a different way, they, they there is backstab, but I feel like males backstab each other all the time in their right. within their groups, but they mm. just go about it a different way. And I think when men and women get together, the competitiveness and the backstabbingness is just done strategically. I mean, I can't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not somebody mm-hmm. who's studied mm-hmm. like human nature like that, but I just feel like, and it, it yeah. To, to, to your point, I feel like when men uh, betray other men, um, like you said, in some instances, it is expected. Like the bro code or whatever right, they want to call right, it. Right, right. But when women do it, I feel it, like it's deeper. It's, prob- it's probably much deeper because of the fact that we are marginalized. We're part of right. this oppressed group. You know, there has never been global gender-based social, economical, political power um, that was equal across the board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as women particularly as black women we have this ingrained thing of supporting each other or at least we ought to and right. more so now like Ariel was saying with this whole black girl magic thing mm-hmm. um you know so so when you're sitting there like okay girl they trying to get us the man is literally holding us down i got you you got me and then this girl turns around and leaks some of your stuff for her own personal gain that type of betrayal is particularly you know it stings worse you know because I, and i'm not going to say this to say that this is always true this is a very blanket general statement but i'm not surprised when a dude i'm dealing with does something shady and betrays me in some way you know it's kind of like ugh, that don't surprise me i'm mad but it don't surprise me it, it's particularly painful when it happens from a sister you know what i mean whether it be a blood sister or you know, in terms of just friendship that has gotten that close, it's like, dag, we've been through all this, we got to deal with all that, and now you're gonna be like this too. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, one thing I, I did not want to let get past us, and we're we've got about a half hour left in the show. Um, I posted a, a thing on on Instagram um, talking about intersectional feminism um, because a lot of folks are unaware of what this means uh, and what it entails. Uh, it says intersectional feminism means that while we work to destroy male privilege and smash patriarchy, we remain not only aware of but vigilant about crushing racism, homophobia, trans misogyny, classism, and other forms of marginalization too. Uh, a friend of mine goes on to comment, "What is trans misogyny?" And that is something that a lot of people don't talk about. That is a big pink elephant in the room um, that lots of folks, unless they are part of this community tend not to discuss uh trans misogyny is you know all the hatred that boils under that misogyny umbrella that it's geared particularly to women in transition whether they're transitioning from female to male right and all the reasons why someone would come at a woman for choosing to be masculine um and whether this woman is transitioning from male to female right there are some women who are not cisgendered women they are they're transgendered women and they are women at this point. They are completely full-blown. They have made that transition. This is their gender now, um, but may not have all of the reproductive parts that cisgendered women have. Does that make their experience as a woman any less valid? Does it make their uh, uh, issues, their social rights issues, their their rights to marry or get health care or get a job, does that make all those issues you know, less important because they don't have this natural-born vagina or not? And that was something that popped up 
um, that I honestly didn't even think to consider, you know, until this women's march and how a lot of these, these, particularly these liberal white feminists were going on about pussy power and vagina this and this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, you've got these transgendered women who went through all of the BS it takes to become transgender and choosing to be a woman and take on all of this social oppression that goes along with it. You've just alienated her because she doesn't have a, a vagina, despite all of this effort that she has made to, for lack of a better term, come to this side. And it's something that I, I wanted to address because this 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 wave of, of awareness for this gender spectrum is not new. I want to start by saying that it's not new. There have been there's been a gender spectrum as long as there have been people. It's just that these people have not been able to express themselves in the way they felt comfortable in until very recently. You know, mainly because of medical access. People just didn't have the accessibility to things they needed to transition safely, healthily. Um, but also because you know a lot, a lot of countries all over this planet are now like, yeah, sure, marry another woman, marry another dude, whatever. Just pay your taxes. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We want that cut. Now you in the married bracket, so guess what? You got to run them pockets. Um, and I wanted to pay particular attention to that because so many of these people get marginalized. They get pushed to the side because their struggle is not, quote unquote, a, an, as old a struggle as, say, the black struggle or the woman's struggle or the black women's struggle in particular. Um, so for those of you who are listening who are in transition from one direction or another, uh, know that I did think of you uh, when when we when we started talking about this, and I wanted to address you folks in particular because I I can't imagine what that whole ordeal encompasses. Like I literally have no idea. In either way, you know what I mean. Whichever way this person is transitioning, I have no freaking clue what they could be thinking, what their interactions with their family is like, what it's like to go to work every day. What it's like to finally be like, I'm going to wear a dress. I'm going to wear a dress. I'm going to wear this wig. I'm going to walk out this house. I'm going to hold my head up. And I'm going to go about my life because I have a right as a human being to do that. And then have to deal with the amount of hatred that they deal with, you know. Or conversely, that woman's like, I'm going to put on these pants. I'm going to strap down my boobs. I'm going to take these pills. I'm going to cut all my hair off. And I'm just going to live this life how I choose to live it and and, and deal with that as well. Um and I, I wish I could have gotten a, a person in transition in here tonight so they could, if they were comfortable enough, you know, hopefully to share those experiences, enlighten us. Because I, I personally can't speak on it. I don't know if any of you have, have these people in your lives and have they, they've shared those experiences with you so that maybe you could, you know, he said, she said, they said kind of thing, pass it down mm -hmm. the line, which I never want to do because then stuff gets lost. But have anybody? No? I have a, I had a friend. Um, he was, his name is Noah. Um, hey Noah, if you're listening, but um, he uh, fully transitioned and he recently got surgery to remove his boobs. So, yay Noah! Um, but he was telling me it just felt like to walk out your house and to want to be yourself, and everyone in the world telling you you can't mm. every day. Which, which you know, a lot of women deal with. A lot of cisgendered women in particular, you know, all of us have had to deal with that to some degree or another. And I feel like we need to remind ourselves to remain compassionate towards people who make these choices, these very difficult choices to be themselves in a world where, you know, they are told that they can't. Um, so shout out to Noah, you know, for, for, for being Noah. Yeah, Noah's dope. 
Can we, um, or can you talk more about, uh, because we are talking about women's misogynistic attitudes towards other women, and when we talk about trans, trans transgender women, um, how cisgender women are misogynistic towards transgender mm-hmm. women. Um, I mean, because, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know anyone, but from the things that I've listened to, the things that I've heard, there's a lot of cisgender women who are very uncomfortable with, I guess, that intersection or that piece of the intersection mm-hmm. of feminism and transgenderism, if that is a word. Um, so I would just like to kind of hear some perspectives on on that because I feel like that's something that I don't think <laughs> I, I think that's something that I don't think that a, a lot of looking at Jordan oh, Jordan raised her hand she said she knew somebody so so I do I know some there's some, a person in my life a friend who is uh, in transition they're transitioning and she uh, I don't want to speak for her but if I could speak for her for a moment I would say that we have to do a better job with each other at being allies Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes I think that there's this race to the bottom where everybody that's part of a marginalized group is like, you know, women are the inward of the world. No, inwards are the inward of the world. No, you know, the trans community is right. inward. No, if your movement doesn't include black people, if your movement doesn't include indigenous people, if it doesn't yep. include the LGBT right. community, yep. if it yep. doesn't yep. include, yep. you know, Speak. the disabled, your movement ain't S, you know, so right. it has to, we have to do a better job. Uh, we may not be a part of the majority class, but we have to stick up and stand up for each other. Mm. And, and uh, she's, you know, you're so right where you, you mentioned that, you know, you're not able to go out into the world and kind of just be yourself and live in your own skin. And that's, tra- that's a tragedy. It's tragic. And uh, I think we've come a long way, but I think we have a long, long way to go. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um i guess in terms of specifically alexa talking about the misogyny that these people face um you know here is this person who was born a man and decides to express themselves express themselves and become a woman because that's how they feel um you'll get people that will give them flack for one making that decision in the first place or even wanting to make that decision in the first place. Um, and then, you know, will attack their decision to become a woman because why would anyone choose to be a woman? Like, why would you want that? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. women are subservient. They're second class citizens. Why would you choose to do that to yourself? So that that's from a very patriarchal point of view, but then there will be women who will also take that similar stance and, 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 you know, say hateful things like, you know, everybody wants to be us till it's time to be us or, right. you know, try to take ownership of their femininity and trying to make that femininity exclusive and, and very singular. Um, but I've also heard of it and, and witnessed some, some, you know, inklings of it from, from women who are transitioning to be men. And I, I, I just overheard a woman going in about how can any woman choose to give up her femininity? Why would you choose to contribute to the patriarchy? Why mm. would you elect to become part of this group of people that has done nothing but oppress as long as they've been around? And I'm like, that's her choice, though. That's their choice. Excuse me. That is their choice. It's their decision to make. And not only that, 
wouldn't you want someone who's got our perspective on that side of the fence? Like that's a, that's a that's a proper mole as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I can't. Um, Go ahead and breach them lines, hun. I feel like that also has to do with like um cuz I heard well, not really heard, but I was like doing research on the whole topic in general, and um, I saw an interview with Janet Mock, and um, one of these interviewers—I don't know if it was CNN or some horrible news station—but they just kept asking her, like, "Okay, so when you were a boy, like, how did you know you were a girl?" Right. And she was just like, <laughs> "What kind of question is that?" Like, first of all, they brought her in to interview her about a book that had nothing to do with her life. Right. It was literally how to help people make money. Right. Like, nothing to do about her life. Right. So she was like, mm, what does this have to do with budgeting? Like, mm. so, and so she kept avoiding the questions respectively. You know, like, you know, can we just get back to my book and right. things like that. And she just kept, well, why, when you were a boy, when did you know that playing with dolls like, wasn't okay? Like, and she made a point where it wasn't like, I didn't decide to be a boy. Mm-hmm. I was a boy. Mm-hmm. That was it. I knew I was a boy. Everybody else just didn't know I was a boy. Mm. And then everybody else had to figure out how to deal with the fact that I knew that I was a boy at the age of four years old. Wait, like, so this was... person was born a boy and then transitioned? No, she was... Oh, no. All right. Backtrack. She was a boy and she knew she was a girl. Gotcha. Sorry. Gotcha. My bad, Janet Mock. But, uh-huh. No worries. So... She knew, she knew she was a girl. She just, she knew. Mm-hmm. She knew she was a girl. She dressed up. She played with dolls. You know, she did things that make you a girl, whatever that means. Right, <laughs> right. So it was one of those things that she was like, I, I'm growing up into a world that doesn't understand what I'm going through. So now I'm getting picked on and shoved and talked about because I know the process that I am going through substantially at some type of point and everyone else does it Mm -hmm. so now people who don't have any knowledge of what it means to be transgender or cisgender like ask questions like so when you were a a boy when did you know that you were a girl right you know and i just thought that was really crazy that crass tactless like and i mean not even like like oh so can i ask you if you just straight out so when you were a boy like yeah, no, no, no tact whatsoever. I, I watched an interview with Laverne Cox, um, who who had a similar yeah right fabulous had a similar thing. Someone from the audience asked her, you know, what 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 was your your surgery like? What was your procedure like? Or oh something something terribly intrusive. And she very much without skipping a beat and not a tilt or wobble to her crown was like i don't like talking about that experience in front of people if you'd like to talk to me privately we could certainly have that conversation but this is neither the time nor the place i said yeah you better let these peasants know let them know let them know what day it is you know but i do i do appreciate when people are comfortable about talking about talking about that i know it's a very sensitive subject because like i've had a couple of friends like in college who did transition and like for them to be going on facebook and talking about their surgeries and things like that like, I do think in one end, like, reporters sometimes, reporters have a tricky job because they want to get that good story. Because, like, there's, I've had times where I've interviewed people and I really want to ask, like, this one question, which I know is going to be kind of slightly inappropriate, but it's like, but if you answer, it'll be so good. Like, you know, type of thing. But, like, when it comes to talking with um, transgender people, like, I feel that, A, if 
they want to ask that question about like their surgeries, that should be like asked before they start taping. Like, hey, do you think it'd be okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, but them. I do hope that there are more transgender people who do come out and do feel comfortable about talking about it because, as an ally, like who's been who's who's been I'm a Caribbean ally on top of that, mm. you know, um, and you know having to even deal with like. They, my grandmother meet my first atheist friend and who's my grandma's been like saved sanctified for that many years but like as an ally and especially getting into that in college like I didn't understand I didn't understand what was going on like all I could really do is be supportive of my friend because that's just how I've known to be is just be a nice person to my friend but like for me it's always been like how can somebody, you know, I've never had surgery. So for me, it's like, how can somebody get cut and do all this? You know, just like when somebody breaks their arm and they get for surgery, it's like, that could, that seems like it's a lot, like a lot to, you know, go through. Now, just imagine if you're, you know, reconstructing your body, just like when it goes with like the ass shots or boob jobs or things like that. Like, I know people just are squeamish about surgery anyway. So like, with this conversation, I do hope that more trans people do talk about it. Like I know Caitlyn Jenner just recently was like, look, I'm going to say it. It's gone. That's it. And blah, blah, blah. Even if they're just that flat about it, like, look, yeah, I had the surgery. It's gone. But Caitlyn Jenner is also guilty of misogyny. Cause this is the same person that sat on Ellen's show and told Ellen to her face that she didn't believe that gay women should get married or that yeah, same sex marriage look, shouldn't I'm, happen. I'm telling you like people have their own, like, look, I, when I heard that, I was just like, that's kind of weird. But then it's just like, look, if you feel that way, that's how you feel then. No, no, that's like, if that's, like if that's, if that, if you're saying how you feel about something, like you asked the question, you're giving your opinion. Right. Is that, being misogynistic is or where does it cross right because i have a lot of i have a lot of uh you know gay gay friends who are in relationships who especially older like i'm talking about their 50s 60s who have never been married they there's like i don't really believe they don't believe in marriage in general kind of that's right as a construct you know kind kind of thing because like but you don't and then some of them and when and when like the when gay marriage passed they were like yeah that's great all right like they're just they're they weren't like they weren't at the rallies trying to really like they were just like okay right. like they just thought this was like a silly a silly thing to be kind of like battling over and they were just like all right like if that's what you, if you want to enter into this like the worst contract that you that it's ever done in life like I want to get married but then it's like this is a really bad like contract to be signing with with like another person honestly like that's how I feel about marriage even though like yeah I, I want to get married because there are some tax benefits right. there are some things that like I want to benefit from this construct of right. of marriage like and whatnot visitation so like with Caitlin it was like mm-hmm. you know some people I feel like some people can't handle people's personal opinions and it's like if you can't handle it then like you know, like, then just feel bad that you had asked them that question first. Like, don't right. make them feel bad for what they feel. Now, if it's a misguided type of, like, I feel like sometimes if it's a very misguided statement or, like, their opinion, then I feel like at that point maybe you want to have a conversation with them, not just cut them off and kind of explore why they feel that way. So, like, why does Caitlyn don't believe in game? Like, why don't you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of just being like, you're crazy. It's like, well, look, you know. <laughs> I, I think... So, like, when I hear that, it makes me think of, like, well, if you're if you're gay, then you can't be a Republican. Like, how can you do that? Yeah. You know, so it's like you it's it's like you have to kind of separate the person's sexual expression 
from their personal viewpoint, you know, because yeah, just because I, uh, just because I'm gay doesn't mean that I don't align myself with certain maybe more conservative views, even though people may think like being gay is so like, oh, it's such a modern thing and blah, 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 blah. But it's actually, right. right. (laughs) So it's like, Alexander the Great was gay as heck and (laughs) running things. Right. Well, snatching things, really. He wasn't running nothing. Okay. Except trains. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Dang, shots fired. Got him. Shots but, fired. Yeah. I was wondering which one of us would be the one. <laughs> oh, Pistol Pino over here. <laughs> That's what I call you, Pistol Triple. Pino nothing. That's six shooter right there. <laughs> Holy cats. Well, ladies, this has been an incredible discussion. Yeah. Len, do you feel like you've learned something tonight? Certainly. <laughs> cool. Yes, yes. This has been a very, very entertaining um enlightening educational and um illuminating discussion and uh i think that you know this whole thing that you know we're doing hashtag misogyno is uh, we're trying to find answers but we're also uh fully aware that at the end of the day I think out of all of the conversations that we've had and that we plan to have and every and everything even down the line, the biggest answer is that you just have to do better, you know. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to promise to do better. Nobody's there's not there's not any one answer. I think just being cognizant of your own um, misogyny is the is the start which I think is very important in men and in women as well. And, um, and then work out outwardly from there. Uh, I was looking at Twitter. Well, obviously must've been like, like uh, just God struck silent because of your conversation. They're out there listening. I can tell, nice. but there was only one person listening. And that was the mayor trouble. What's up, Mayor Tribble? Uh, out there in Staten Island. Staten Island, New York. Got it right. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yo, man, I'm just listening to this. And it made me think, like, y'all need to do an episode about misogyny from the uh, aspect of fathers with daughters. Yes, please. And Yes, please. I, and I said, I told him, I said, like, you know, wow, you know, I hadn't even thought thought about that but that's a really good idea yo let me tell i think i deleted it because it was so i didn't want to perpetuate the the madness there was a picture of a little girl playing with her little kitchen set right a lot of girls had kitchen sets growing up i had one bunch y'all probably did too whatever taught me how to make things in the kitchen without burning the house down i took kennedy's oh totally brody did but whatever it's fine i was too old for that point i could it was too it was too short for me at that point anyway freaking this this man tweets this picture of his daughter who's happily playing her little plastic stuff got my little girl got her a kitchen set so she knows her place early fight feminism well like he's just like ignorant like (laughs) i mean clearly like when people make ignorant things like statements like that it's like i feel like people get trapped into it and then like if you comment on that you're being you're sucking you got trapped like right, but but at the same time, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to get sucked into that yeah. that black hole of hatred. 
but at the same time you 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 need yes yeah. you can, i can't sit idly by but and you're not be gonna okay ch- with but that. you're not gonna change somebody's opinion like that you're like people who think like that you sometimes you're just probably not gonna change change your opinion no. so like arguing back and forth with like obviously an idiot like that no right. but i am going to repost the f out of that yeah and drag him from every sure sort. like if dog. that makes you feel good yeah yes because there might be yeah. some dude out there who's listening that yeah you know might not have thought those exact words yeah per se but definitely had the same mindset with getting his daughter this kitchen set in the same way that i'm gonna get my son this football because he's not gonna grow up to be no sissy and play with dolls you're gonna play around this pigskin like you're not tackling (laughs) grown men and wearing tight stuff that's not homoerotic at all Put well, that doll down. Well, okay. So <laughs> that's a lot of once. Before sorry. we leave, um, <laughs> just so like on the topic of like po- you know um, uplifting women and body positivity and things like that, um, yeah, because we have a few minutes. Um, I know, like I said, I'm one of the marketing directors, and like I, in this city, we have um, the Naked Bike Ride, which I know has um, that delves into like clean energy or green energy to promote that. We'll see. Also, are doing like the Philly Carnival and. Personally, for me, like six years ago when I played in Carnival, it changed my life. I was one of those people who never wore shorts or skirts and things like that, always was being teased about my legs and things like that. But one year when I decided to jump up in Carnival um, and endure myself in feathers and jewels and jump up in a crowd of two million people, um, it really changed my life. And the only reason I'm mentioning this is I feel like, you know, for the people listening, if you're ever feeling doubtful about yourself and your personal image, you know, always think about like maybe somebody looks worse and is going out there and still smiling or there's somebody just like me who's still going out there and still smiling. And if you're in the city, like you should come out like as black women, I feel like you guys should come out. Like I see women all the time and they're like, oh, I don't have body to be in something like that. And I'm like, right. you do. See, I- you need to be around other people. Like once you're around different shapes and sizes, all of that doesn't matter. Like all of the, all of these, you'll start to see like you, all those body shaming comments on Instagram, things on Facebook. It won't affect you anymore because you've seen what real life is. You'll be in a crowd of people who are all different. You'll see people who are looking at people and having a good time. And it's like my my hesitance for carnival is not so much wearing the attire. The, the expected what, what is this the dancing no what, what? It, I'm, I'm afraid for my life to walk around like that really because of the body and because really? i can't walk around in a pair of sweats and some tims without someone trying to trip and fall under me really because i mean that's interesting because i've i play carnival by myself and like maybe dance with like two guys and nobody like i'm saying you gotta not be fearful of it it's a it's It's not it's not a grabby situation not really honestly like people you free yourself up you free yourself up and that's what i'm saying my main thing is like put yourself in those situations where you know you let go of everything Hmm. and you not be fearful because that's like the best expression and once once you do that it it changes your life you can't be like guarded all your life so like the best let it go like go to new york go topless i mean it's legal like i did it twice and i was like yeah, I mean, I've been to a nude beach a couple times. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about right? that. Right, like, you I'm, know, I'm, being those... Well, be- and being in Philly and being... Right, right. That's exposed. what scares me. Being in a nude beach, other people out there on the beach too, they're chilling. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, it's, it's good to hear yeah. that because yeah. I know, like, usually when I see pictures of women who are involved in, in that, 
Like it's usually the women who got like the like the bodies, the proportions, like, small, right? And they're all proportionate, and you never ever we, see bo- like a body like mine. I've yo, girl, it. I can show you I've like like ten of them right now. It's killing it, yo, killing it. I'm not saying that the body expression isn't there. I'm all for that. Yeah, you gotta not be fearful. I'm just scared that I don't have a big behind dog to walk me to this place. No, no, like I'm telling you, like once you let go all that fear of like you know what what you want like i had to let go of the fear of me showing my legs mm. and now i want to cover them up because like dudes are always like <sighs> like all over it like right. now but now after a while just i just wanted to quickly say out there to any listeners that are a woman i'm i uh, am a reformed woman hater i was the kind of girl growing up that other girls didn't like and it and it wasn't that other women and girls didn't like me i didn't like myself and i was projecting that mm. And so I was the girl that Lynn mentioned earlier that was like, I'm not like the other girls. I like video games and I and I hang out with boys and like to attract men. And I'm obviously I'm reformed from that now. But I just want to say to any girl out there, any woman who's listening and is still uh, with that antiquated thinking, you need to get your life together and you need to ah, get reach it. out to your sisters and realize that we are we are stronger together than we are yes. individually. So. Mm. Yes. Thank you for putting a perfect button on it. That is the ultimate right. point of this discussion. That whether we be male, female, or or unaffiliated, if you are anywhere on this spectrum as a human being. We are stronger together than we are separated. Period. Point blank. Period. Amen. Hashtag misogyno. This show will be available come the morn on blacktribbles.com as well as uh, available as a podcast for download on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and every place that good podcasts be. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for coming in and joining us. Uh, Triple Nation, you did Triple Nation. I'm proud, as you all do every single day. Um, for Storm Triple, Super Triple, Master Triple, Spider Triple, and uh, all you Tribbles, because uh, it's late. This is the Bat Triple in parting, we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Wow, wow. Ha, <laughs> I stole a Gotti. Yeah.